Welcome back to No BS. I'm Danielle. And I'm Christina. And today we want to talk a little bit about something that goes hand in hand with some topics that we've recently discussed regarding the stigma and the judgmental mindset that a lot of people have regarding others. So in this current social environment and economic political environment, we keep hearing a lot about the language that we use regarding other people, other belief systems, you know, all all kinds of different things. And we're, and we mentioned this in earlier episodes, but we are so zoomed in on what is and is not okay to say. Mm -hmm. Um, But what about the way that we think? Exactly. And let me just, let me just clarify something too. It actually is I would be a liar if I said I've never passed judgment on any situation or anyone in my life because I 100% have. I'm sure you have too. Of course. So judgment, and I know it's a little early, but I will jump into some science stuff because judgment is a function of survival. We always judge situations and people in order to make sure that our interactions are safe and that we're doing everything that we can to, to perpetuate our selves and our family mm-hmm. and our race. So we have to judge whether or not we want to be involved with something or how other people are behaving. It cues us off to whether or not it's mm-hmm. safe for us to engage. But we in this uh, developed society take it to another level where we actually begin to almost shame people for the way mm-hmm. that they are or look down on situations because of our background. Yeah. So let's, you know, I want to get into, um, an emotionally judging someone because of how they behave or how they express their emotions. We'll start there because the first example that came to my mind, and I'm just going to put this out there. Um, Danielle and I used to work together in in a residential treatment facility. And one of the things that you would see in this particular facility was people acting out. And I will say that it was substance related. So people were detoxing off of drugs or alcohol and they were living in this place. And there was a lot of different different people that worked with with these clients not just the therapist there were a lot of moving parts well a lot of what would happen it would be judgment such and such is acting this way such and such keeps acting this way why are they but the judgment is okay their behavior looks unpleasant but what opened my eyes to a lot of things and this is what opened for myself because i'd be a liar if i said i didn't if i didn't have education or experience in this that i might have had judgment too you never know what someone's going through Like some of the people might be acting a certain way or acting out in a certain way. And it's because they're going through something painful or emotional and they just don't know how to regulate their emotions, which, yes, can be worked on in therapy. No, it is not a healthy way to display your emotions, even though your emotions are valid, but it is very real. And a lot of times you might see someone in your life or maybe you're you're a student in a classroom setting or a co-worker of yours and they behave in a certain way and you look at them well why do they act like that what's wrong with them and trust me anyone who knows me yes I have 100% passed those judgments I'm just letting you know that through my experience and over time in my own personal growth I look at things with a little bit of a different um, perspective and I look at things with a different eye. You never know what someone else is going through. You never know what someone has been through. You don't know what their life is like. And one of the examples that I used to give when I used to do um, lecture in residential was I was a server in a restaurant and I was I was a bitch. And um, 
I, I, I kid you not, I really was. And um, my friends will probably tell you that I was, even though I'm blessed that they're still my friends today. But I was mean to um, newer people or, you know, people that, you know, I, I that didn't do what I wanted them to do there. I was just, I had such a big ego. And I had made a, another uh, staff member cry one time because I insulted her. Um, and it was terrible. I'm not even going to repeat what I said. And it was it was terrible. And at the end of the day, I don't know what she was going through that day. Maybe she was having a bad day. You know, maybe something happened at home. Maybe maybe her family, maybe she's abused. Maybe her family um, treats her poorly. Maybe she doesn't have a good situation. So that was me passing judgment on someone's behavior and insulting them for it. And at the end of the day, the one who had the most judgment was myself. I judged myself harder than anybody else, and I projected that onto other people. So I don't know if I just went off in a tangent or not, but um, that was just a lot of self-reflection that it took to get to that point. Yeah, I think that, or at least I've found in my own life, that my upbringing, my home environment, my uh, personal belief system definitely affects the way that I judge other people. I have a hard time and it's a it's constantly a work in progress but and i think that this is very common as well we compare other people's behaviors or lifestyles to our own and when they're different we think that that's wrong so you know if somebody doesn't keep their home the way i keep mine right like well they must be like a disaster they must be pigs they right. don't care it's like that's not the case at right. all it's just not as much of a priority for them and this is my own neuroses coming out you know what I mean <laughs> with the, with keeping things like clean and in order but um it could also come down to the way that you communicate and priorities in life and you know a number of other things for me I find the majority of that judgment that I catch myself in is when I'm saying well I don't understand I wouldn't do things that way I can't get behind that I don't know what it's like or I don't care to put myself in that situation where I can figure out what it might mm -hmm. be like for somebody else and so or I end up struggling with this closed-mindedness and even though I might not be verbally expressing that I'm sure that it comes out in my behaviors in some way and this is where I think that, you know, we kind of get ourselves in trouble um, yeah. with with appearing judgmental and unkind and closed off. Yeah, absolutely. And because um, and, and because we can be this way in our own lives and, you know, as as therapists, it's drilled into our heads that um, we need to. Um, take a look at ourselves. You know, whenever we're triggered, something triggers us, especially when we're working with people. At the whole point of being a therapist is to be non-judgmental and to be open-minded, which over time, of course, and experience, I, I, I am. But there are instances where you do get that transference. Well, think about this. I don't know if this happens for you, but it definitely happens for me. When I switch into work mode and I'm professional, I can sit across from anybody. You can tell me just about anything. Yeah. And I will not. I mean, I'm just like yeah. going to receive anything that you say and I'm Same. cool with it. But when I go home at night and I take my therapist hat off and I'm just yeah. me again, like that's where 
my stuff comes through. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I can, I always tell people like not much shocks me. So just give me everything you have. I have your space created for you. This is a safe space for you. And I'm completely like not even, I'm not even thinking. Um, when I say the transference piece comes in and sometimes people say things that do trigger us. And that's why you have to always check in with yourself. Like, whoa, is this safe for this person? And that's when you would, you know, that's why we have supervisors. So yeah, that's when you why say, we consult with, with each yeah, other. like this is, this might be an issue for me. And then you would, you know, refer a person out. That would be the responsible thing to do. And I just want to let you guys know that that actually does happen in therapy, that a therapist might realize something that they say and they, they can't work with you and be unbiased. And that happens a lot. I, I'm very fortunate that that doesn't happen to me. It's never really happened to me, but it does happen with a lot of people. Um, and I wanted to bring that to light in case you've ever been in a situation when a therapist said to you, you know, I don't know if this is a good fit because there's a little bit of a conflict of interest. And that's perfectly normal. It, it, just so you know, that therapist is being responsible. And by letting you know, we, we work for your best interest, too. So I wanted to just make that clear because some people might have gone through that where they've had a therapist say, totally. this might be a conflict of interest for me. And that's very real for us. And I would absolutely tell someone if I didn't feel comfortable working with them because that's it's I would never do that to someone that's your therapy so and that's your experience um and what you hope to gain from it but yeah when I pull my therapist hat off I'm fucking human like I mean it's not saying we've reiterated a million times here that like what you see is what you get with us yeah professional personal like there's not much of a difference here but there is a certain mindset that you have to have when it is work time yeah when you are being a therapist and that's that non-judgmentalism, neutrality, mm-hmm. the um, thinking about things in a clinical, analytical way rather than our natural, like, knee-jerk emotional responses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, so I'm pushing everything aside that I'm going through. I'm pushing it out of the out of the room when I'm working with someone. It's, 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 isn't it crazy how that switch just flips? And all yeah. of a sudden, like, you're in this mode where, like, you're just not thinking about anything else on the outside. You're just, like, yeah, in that zone. Well, it's weird. It's weird to be so able to focus on yeah. just what's what's going on with somebody else. Because a lot of times, like natural conversation involves us, you know, sharing our own stuff as mm-hmm. well as listening to what somebody else is saying. And when your therapist hat is on, it is entirely about the client. Absolutely. With yeah. the exception of like you know some little things here and there where you're like relating and stuff and like oh, I sure. will disclose some things about myself to my clients. Oh yeah. But but it, ultimately it's not ever really about that. It's about the client. Yeah, absolutely. But that's why that's why I have my own therapist because right. you know I mean there's certain things I can't figure out in my own personal life. I don't take my own advice sometimes. So we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about the judgments, what they are, what we can do with them, and um, how we can start to change. So another thing that we wanted to uh, discuss along the lines of the judgment, I think that we've kind of been beating around the bush here. So just to give you a little bit more specific examples, we have a few pretty solid ones, I think, that we wanted to address. The biggest thing with all of this the fundamental uh, lesson, I guess, that we want you to receive from this is that you just don't know. Yeah. You don't know what people experience. You don't know how somebody has lived their lives or the challenges that they face because all of those life experiences affect our behavior. 
and the way that we react to things mm-hmm. and the way that we feel about stuff. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with any of those reactions. Yep. But how is it functioning for you? If it's functioning in a way that you're casting judgment on someone because of uh, behavior or appearance or whatever, well, it's just not okay. Right. I mean, I think that, like, you know, with everything that has been going on um, in this country this year, there's been a lot of talk on judgment on different cultures, ethnicities, race, whatever the case is. It's really been brought to light on many different levels. And I'm glad it has been. I really am. I'm really happy that this is all now coming to light because it's given myself, me, the opportunity to look at myself Um, And it has been an amazing kind of uh, internal uh, journey that I've been able to go on. And very interesting how perspectives can shift because everyone will always have something to say. You know, person A shouldn't be doing that. Person B shouldn't be doing that. You know, like everyone wants to cast a judgment, but are you looking at it with open eyes? Are you looking at it like, wait, do you walk in that person's shoes? Do you wear that person's skin? Do you do you go, um, do you live the life that they lived? Are you in their family? Do you know what that's like? And at the end of the day, no, I don't. Well, and there are some people who have life experiences that entirely shape the way that they interact with the world mm-hmm. because of their appearance. Mm-hmm. Whether that's, you know, the way that they present themselves voluntarily or Mm -hmm. the the body the skin that they were born into I mean it's just totally unfair and when you are living a life that has been diametrically opposite Mm -hmm. of what somebody else has experienced we can't even begin to fathom why the reaction that this person is having is the reaction that they're having and so while casting judgment again is a normal natural function it's not effective and it's not it's not fair. It's not fair to anybody. No, it's not. And so, you know, I'm I'm glad that you brought up the um the experience that you've had throughout all of the especially the racial stuff this year coming to light. This has been an experience for me that has really challenged me to look at myself in a in a way that I had never yeah. really considered before because that's not the world I live in. Right. But likewise, you know, challenging yourself, being open-minded and saying like, you know, okay, what experiences have I not had? What kind of uh, environment have I not been exposed to? And like Mm -hmm. my lack of experience is going to color the way that I interact with people and my environment as well. Absolutely. And, you know, we wanted to just bring this up before we switch to another topic. And I just want to encourage everyone to Take a nice look at yourself because it might be difficult to do, but opening your mind is so important and it's so healthy and looking at things differently is so healthy. I just encourage you to really take a look at your own judgments or preconceived notions of certain things of of others and of yourself. Um, because that's really, it's really powerful to do that. It's actually empowering to do so, to look at yourself um, and your own preconceived notions and step out of that bubble and really keep an open mind on other things that you might not be familiar with. So encourage to educate yourself on things that 
you're unfamiliar with. And um, I'm just, I just want to leave that there. I just encourage you to educate yourself on what you're unfamiliar with or what you think that you might know. If you're listening to our podcast right now, this episode, chances are you've already kind of started. Yeah. One of the functions of us getting on here and, and talking about the things that we talk about every week is this breaking the stigma mentality. And that breaking the stigma means understanding and educating yourself on the things that you yeah, haven't before so absolutely. that you can make a change. Absolutely. And one other, so we're going to shift topics real quick. Um, and this is goes in line with the, the judgments. And Danielle's going to speak a little bit about it. You have a lot more experience working um, with heavy psychiatric cases yeah so then I do I don't have that experience that she has which I've learned a lot from her to be honest because some I mean you work in residential setting um in substance abuse and sometimes that stuff crosses over and uh working Danielle and I actually worked very closely within the same program for a while and I learned a lot from some of the things that she said based on, you know, cases that were brought up and got a lot of insight because I personally didn't have the experience or education on it that she had. So, so I, uh, just to give you a little bit of background, I had worked on an inpatient, I was in New York at a university medical center, uh, working on the adult inpatient psych unit. It was intense to say the least, but one of the best experiences I think that I have ever had. It was incredibly educational and eye-opening and heartbreaking and infuriating all at the same time. And so the judgment when it comes to the mental health world really became apparent to me while I was working there. At one point, I actually had been in a meeting, a staff meeting, discussing cases and it was a multidisciplinary meeting, so that means that there was um, the therapists, psych nurses, psychiatrists, the MD. It was just anybody who was treating patients on that floor. And we would discuss cases, and in, in one case in particular, there was a client, a patient that I had really taken a liking to who was not in a good place, and the psych that he was working with had medicated him so heavily that he was unable to get out of his bed. Yeah. And um, I still get so angry talking about this, but um, I actually had gotten into it. And at this point, I'm an intern, and I had gotten in an argument with the psychiatrist. Why do you not speak your minds? I well, no, but <laughs> but I had gotten in an argument with the psychiatrist. So the the uh, therapist that I was interning under kind of let me take over with discussing this case because. I had been working so closely with the client. You know, they were talking about discharging this person, but they couldn't even get out of bed. Like, what? Like, the world of mental health care for heavy psych works against them in so many ways. But then we have a society who judges not only the mental health portion Mm -hmm. of things, but judges the way that people with severe mental health issues behave when they're trusting their health care to medical professionals mm-hmm. who may or may not be acting in their best interest. Now, I just want to back up here and say that by no means am I saying that psychiatrists are not good. They yeah, are. absolutely. We need them. Yes. They're good people. 100%. But just like anything else, there are people who have good intentions, bad intentions, or just don't really think twice about things. 
you know, and in this particular case, I was working with somebody who I think was probably overloaded with a gigantic caseload and was really not zoomed in on this one case. Right. I think really ultimately that's what And, and you know what? And that happens. It does. Because it does. they inundate people mm-hmm. and they inundate these hospitals mm-hmm. and they are always short staffed and that's what happens and people get burnt and jaded and they don't treat every situation maybe to the best of their ability because of their lack of time or... You know, and that's a whole nother thing. That's just this broken system that we have sometimes. So the system, well, the system is so incredibly broken, but the system in in New York when I was working there and with this population was that the patient would come and they would be in the hospital setting for about two weeks just to be stabilized. And then they would be sent to um, an ambulatory uh, medication Mm -hmm. um, place I don't even know what they're called uh I don't know whatever they they went to a place every day to get their meds so they had to be there at the same time every single day to have their meds dispensed to them and if they were late even by like two minutes the uh healthcare providers who were dispensing the medication called the police the police would go looking for the client pick them up and bring them back to the hospital where I was for another two weeks there was no way that they were setting these people up for success. Yeah. It was That's a shame. so upsetting. But I digress. So getting back to like the the uh, passing judgment piece, I got very upset by the way that people were being treated uh, in the on this unit, not because they weren't being cared for, but because people feared them. Yeah. And that's the and that's the cuz that's that that judgment that stigma is placed on somebody with heavy psychiatric issues that they are um you know that psychopath or that someone who possibly has schizophrenia is crazy and is harmful when that's not even remotely the case at all Mm -mm. they are people who are stigmatized in that way are so ostracized that when I was working on that unit, I had, this was so upsetting too, I had um, one client who did not speak English. He only spoke Spanish. And we had one Spanish-speaking psych nurse. And nursing uh, scheduling is usually 312s. So there was four days a week that this man had nobody who spoke his language. And at the time, my Spanish was very good, and he he and I would talk a lot. because I, I was the only other person he could speak to. And there was a day that he, something was going on. My Spanish wasn't good enough to be able to talk about, you know, mental health stuff, but I could have, like, light conversation with him. One day he must have been really going through something. Of course, I couldn't fully understand because of the language barrier, but my shift was over and I went to leave and he had a complete meltdown. I mean, like, he was screaming and crying and cornered me trying to keep me from leaving because he didn't he didn't know when he was going to see me again and yeah. he didn't know when he was even going to be able to speak to anyone again and that's the judgment that's anyone watching that but could have been thinking oh my god what's wrong with him yes and let me tell you that did happen he was given a something called a chemical restraint where he was given an injection that had a cocktail of drugs uh, that knocked him out for three days what a shame. And, you know, a lot of this, when we're talking about judgments, is that he was he was perceived as to be a harmful person where the poor man was just so frustrated. And probably because, terrified. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. And all he wanted to do was have someone to communicate with, which 
don't we all want that? Imagine not being able, imagine being in a place where no one spoke your language and there's only maybe two people there that aren't there all the time that you can actually communicate with. Imagine how terrifying that would be. Right. So, you know, and just in, in terms of this with the judgment, you don't know a person until you walk in their shoes. You don't know a situation until you've been in it. So part of the reason why we felt this was important to talk about was because we do focus on a lot of destigmatizing mental health. We focus a lot on destigmatizing situations in general. I, I think I, I think what I'm trying what we I'm focus trying a lot to on say. Well we fo- we focus a lot on the language Mm-hmm. And much less on the behaviors and the thought processes that go along with the stigma and the judgments. Mm-hmm. And I can say from the experiences that I've had working in the hospital and interacting with people who have more severe diagnoses, mm-hmm. um, they were some of my favorite people. Yeah. They were absolutely, absolutely never one second that I was there did I feel unsafe. If anything, I felt very much protected because the people that I was working with were not given the opportunity to bond with anybody. And so when they did form a bond with me, they almost became protective. Yeah. It was amazing. But this is, you know, we like to think of people who are on more severe ends of whatever spectrum as being dangerous or scary or unsafe or, you know, whatever, whatever other negative thing you want to pin them with. But... In reality, most likely they're being judged and mistreated Mm -hmm. and not heard and not cared for. They're probably not bonding with people the way that they're capable of or need to. Mm -hmm. And so what we can do as people who are working on breaking this stigma is to start shifting our behaviors. It's not just about saying nice things. It's about like walking the walk. Yeah, yeah. You could say whatever you need to say, but are you actually going to apply what it is that you're saying? Are you actually going to do what it is that you're saying? And part of, in terms of your own personal growth and your own self-reflection, if you find yourself, and I'm speaking from personal experience from things that I've been through, if you find yourself passing judgment on something or someone or someone's situation or someone's behavior or something that you don't have education on one get the education on it and two look at yourself because a lot of the times when you're passing judgment on someone it's because of you so you know to circle back to what I said where I was passing judgment on that coworker of mine well I was insecure So, of course, I'm going to take it out on other people. I was being irresponsible with my emotions and how I was managing. So that's something to look at. And I didn't learn that about myself until I went to therapy that I I was had that behavior pattern. And it's something that I worked really, really hard. It's probably why I was able to become a therapist in the first place, because it's something that I look really, really hard at myself on. And every and I'm and. Even though I am an open-minded therapist, I keep my mind open, I go in my work mode, and I, I am literally throw anything at me, and I will, I will take it for you. But in my own personal life, like Danielle said, when you take that therapist hat off, it is an everyday self-reflection 
Um, it is an everyday, take a step back. Do you really want to say, do, think about that for a second? And it really is helpful because it's really getting to know yourself and holding yourself responsible. And, you know, I don't guilt myself. You cannot control the thoughts that pop into your head. And this is something that I tell people all the time. You can't control your thoughts and you can't control your feelings. Whatever pops up for you, pops up for you. But you can control how you manage those thoughts, what behaviors you choose to engage in. And am I going to act out because I'm passing judgment on someone? Am I going to act out in an unhealthy way? Am I going to say something, communicate something that's unhealthy or invalidating to someone else? Or am I going to act in a way that's, you know, not appropriate in, in, in whatever for to another person based on whatever it is that they're going through and like that is that is something that's growth that's personal growth and it's ever it's constant like it's it's it is a constant thing and not just because you know danielle and i are therapists is i mean we have this is part of our our whole profession and what we do but it's accountability and anybody can do this anybody can take accountability for themselves well more people should more should <laughs> Dirty. I mean, we don't do a good job uh, raising our children to take a look at how they manage their behaviors. And that's the most that we can do about moving forward with this stuff is to start mm-hmm. changing how we manage ourselves yeah. and start teaching our next generation coming up about how to manage themselves in a way that is embracing the differences between people. Yeah. Absolutely. Because not everyone is going to be like you. Like, not everyone was raised like you, like Danielle pointed out earlier. Not everyone um, has the same life experiences that you have to bring you where you are. And asking questions and learning about yourself is is part of growing. And I think why I think this episode um, and this topic is so important is because I don't think people do it enough. I really don't. I think that people get stuck in their own ways of thinking and they don't open their mind. And I, I've been guilty of it. I have 100% been guilty of it. So have I. Um, and I. And I put that out there and I don't, I honestly, um, yeah, I, I have 100% been guilty of that. And, you know, I, I, can, I can't shame myself so much as I can just move forward and continue to learn from that. So, you know, I mean, you just never know. And it's, it's it's I just think it's so empowering to learn about yourself that way it is I mean it, there's definitely a a vulnerability factor and being willing to get really honest with yourself when you really truly take a good honest look in the mirror there's a lot of things that you see that aren't things that you like no and, and, and yeah then that's a really good point too it is hard to look at yourself it is so hard like when I hold up that um you know that hypothetical mirror for a client like they hate it and they love hate it but they hate it because it's so hard to hear it is hard to hear and it was hard for it's hard for me to hear to this day when my therapist holds up a mirror to me you know what I mean like it's hard um and so I don't want to take that away from anyone Danielle and I are talking about this isn't like oh okay I'm gonna start to do this like it's not that easy it takes time and patience and 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 just learning and just giving yourself that opportunity Mm -hmm. you know ultimately today we want to make sure that you're challenged to take that good honest look at yourself Mm -hmm. educate yourself in the areas that you don't know about and work on being the change work on letting your behaviors show your lack of judgment 
and being more accepting and inclusive of yeah. others. And just so you know, too, just because you previously um, had judgments doesn't mean that those judgments can't change. Just because you previously um, thought a certain way about something doesn't mean that that can't change. And you are allowed to change your opinion on things and you are allowed to change your mind and grow and shape yourself into um, whoever it is that you choose to be. So don't be hard on yourself. Don't tell yourself that, you know, it's um, you're stuck in this way because you're not. And don't get mad at yourself for making judgments and learning from them. That's the only that's that's the only way to be. Like I look back and look at my old behaviors and I'm. I could be ashamed of myself and some I'm not, I'm not. And I, I, fortunately I was able to use it, um, in examples now and be transparent with people I work with about some of my behaviors and how I used to be and, um, show them that change can happen with growth and self-reflection. Yeah, absolutely. So we hope that, um, you did receive something from this. Like I said, this is, um, one of those great topics that, um, we brought up and you could take take the pieces out that you need you might not take everything from it but take out what you need or review it take a look at yourself and um and know that you know it it's okay it's okay that self-reflection is important for your growth as you move through your own growth and change and self-reflection encourage the people around you to do the same absolutely the purpose here is breaking the stigma it's exactly. making a change and it's interacting with people in a way that shows them mm -hmm. that we care. So stay tuned. We'll have more coming for you next week. Thanks for joining us. And, Thank you. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or a desire to hurt yourself, please reach out to the National Suicide Lifeline at 800-273-8255 for 24-hour support.